Hello. Happy Labor Day. Happy Monday. I hope you have the day off. Yeah, we should have the day off. Should we not post? Sorry, guys. <laughs> You'll never hear it. Right you won't hear this. <laughs> the world's shortest. This is going to be my world's shortest episode ever. The shortest podcast episode is probably out there, and it's probably like a second. Yeah. Just or so like someone a, like a, did uh, Yeah. In the middle of a second. We could do that. We just gave away our April Fool's joke. Oh, you guys, okay. On our, you guys know, um, if you're on our Patreon, on the Helitier, we have a Zoom call every week. This past Zoom call <laughs> <laughs> was the craziest thing we've ever done. We played, there was like, there was like a handful of us. There was probably like seven or eight of us. And we were like, all right, what should we do tonight? And we played Truth or Dare. Oh my god! And the dares were crazy. It was so funny. Alex, I Alex had, ate an egg. I a had raw to, egg. I had to eat a. I had to swallow a raw egg. I was pissed. I had to dip <laughs> a chocolate chip cookie in ketchup. Um, everybody else, we were like, okay, who's home right now? Yeah. All right. Like, if it's your brother, or do you have a close relationship with your brother? Okay, go into the room right now. What do we have her do? Go go into the room. Bark. bark at him turn off the lights <laughs> and then run away <laughs> like it was such silly Ooh. little dares but it was so funny silly little pranks truth or dare is just such an underrated game who would have thought yeah so we we figured um we'd make like a thing out of it on our hella zoom calls we'll do it like every now and then we'll do a big like prank, prank war it's... dare dare night yeah we told everybody to think of a really good one for next time for both yep. alex and i and we have to do it so now i'm scared the second it came out of my mouth, I was like, fuck. Yeah. They're going to rip and us. And one of the dares that um, they had originally put on me was mm. to <laughs> to post on my Instagram story with no context and me barking. Because <laughs> she has a really good chihuahua I bark. I have a really good chihuahua bark. But like no text on screen. Just like, <laughs> and then post. And I was like, no, there's a lot. there. It has to be really good for us to to put go shit on. On, our, on our story right because like yeah without context it could be I so would weird scare people i if okay <laughs> if i saw that and you would almost like guess i would think i, I would, would. Like, i would just i would just think you're being funny like I'd, i feel like social media to people post random shit all the time like right. it would just it would read it yeah. would just be like what the, you would get like people responding just like dude what, what? like that would be it I, nobody would be like is she okay my my fear would be that people would think i'm like i had a psychotic break that's not what it would look like <laughs> it would not look like barking it would look like guys there's people outside my window like it would look a little different but um no if i saw it i would just be like that's a dare or like she's drunk yeah I'm, like middle of the day <laughs> yeah like, so maybe a psychotic break drunk in the middle of the day and it was a thursday yeah wait no it was thursday night yeah it was thursday night drunk on a thursday night that's a that's a normal time to bark sorry to put a damper on the mood here but i just feel the need to say something before we continue this episode um and just like continue my life online i feel like you know we got we're we've we're, we've always been so transparent with you guys with what's going on in our lives often reflects our content and full transparency um tanner and i broke up and as it sounds kind of funny i just said we're very transparent with you guys but i am not ready to tell the full story i will because um you guys know me i'm already thinking about what's my lesson from this and i'm i feel like there's a lot 
people can learn from this story. Yeah. At least I, there, there's a lot to it. There, it's a very complex story. Um, it's so much more than a breakup and, and it's very, it's uncomfortable and it's, and you're still processing it. Still, right. This did, this, this just, happened just happened a week ago. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to let you guys know. So if you're like writing in anything, don't, don't like, Hey, question for Kristen. Cause her and Tanner are in a relationship. Like that's kind of why I've wanted to tell you guys. Cause like, I mean, you guys know the whole story and like a lot of your, uh, your questions, whether it's on Patreon or not, it, it's always like, Hey, Kristen, I know you're in a long distance relationship. Like how do you, you guys just have a context that isn't, um, it's not accurate ac- anymore. It's not accurate anymore. Yeah. To say the least. So, um, I'm going through it, but I'll be okay. And I will tell you guys the story soon. I just don't know when the dust is still settling to say the least, but, uh, yeah. Sorry to put a, <laughs> Don't be sorry. Cloud over this. Don't be sorry. I just, I couldn't even like continue the episode without just like saying it, you yeah. know, like I, we already hit it from you guys last episode mm-hmm. and it was already like super weird to do. I don't know. So yeah. Back on the market. <laughs> no, I'm not. I will say it's, um, it's for the better. I mean, yeah, for sure. But it's just like one of those situations where, I mean, you guys know, like, I thought this shit was endgame. I deadass wouldn't have even shared it on the internet if I didn't think it was endgame. Like, I, I thought this was it. I, You were blindsided. Completely blindsi- blindsided. Like, everyone was, too. It, it, there's, so, it, there's so much. Yeah. That's all. We'll get to it one day. <laughs> when you're ready. Yeah. So today, <laughs> but honestly, that's why this yeah. episode, we wanted to hear your guys' problems. Yeah. We were, I'm like, Alex and I, Alex has been having to hear all my shit. I mean, it's that's what partly I'm her for. shit too, to be yeah. honest. Like you're just as close. I feel like I went through a breakup too. Yeah. I mean, that's the best friendship right there. You, yeah. you go through it together, but that's why we were like, oh my God, we, we need other we need people. A, we need a little bit of a break talking about our our like problems. our 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 mental state, our emotional state, our mm-hmm. our issues, what we're our even our thoughts. I want to escape my thoughts a lot this past week, <laughs> and Who I could I could only that's what I'm like I could only imagine how you feel. Yeah, it's like I feel I feel the burden with you. Like it's 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 been such a heavy week. My head is like spinning, spinning. It, it, uh, I. I can't fully express everything because you guys don't know the details and I don't want to keep stringing you along like that, but you will know eventually. And, um, yeah, but my head's spinning. So, so we're going to talk about your guys' shit today. Only, only comment nice things, please. <laughs> I feel like it's a blessing that we have a lot of travels coming up. Oh yeah. We're switching up our energy big time. These next, honestly, like two months, mm-hmm. a lot of travel, a up. lot of travel. We, um, as you guys know, we're going to Montana. It's in, we're going in four days. It's in four days. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday morning, bright and early. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. I, like, I, what? It still feels like a like, like a week and weeks. a half or something. Yeah. Four days. Okay. Yeah. Today's Sunday. I guess we're going to Montana in four days. <laughs> we're going to Montana for my birthday. This was one of those trips that we did book a bit in advance compared to other yes. trips. So whenever, 
whenever I book too far in advance, I kind of forget about it. Yeah. And it's, and it, then you're like, and oh. then all of a sudden it creeps up on you. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I gotta go. Did it, we, did we get a rental car? Rental car? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. We got a big, um, like a big infinity truck. Oh yes. <laughs> it's huge. It seats eight people. But, and we have about eight people going, right? Yep. Our, our Airbnb is really cool. Oh, we, we found this like two months ago and just booked it the second we saw it. It's, it has like a bunny farm on it. It has, it has a, a trampoline. Garden, trampoline. A, a lot of like fun games within the house too, which mm-hmm. is nice for the days where we might not go out and, and tra- or, uh, hike and stuff. Um, we're doing Glacier Lake one yeah. day. We're going, we're going into the park one day. We want to do a, f- uh, I think Avalanche. Yeah, yeah. Avalanche, Avalanche Lake. That sounds familiar. Avalanche? Yeah. yeah. Avalanche Lake. Um. It's like a six mile hike round trip. I never thought I'd do a hike for my birthday. <laughs> you looked at it though. It seems it's pretty like chill. A, it's, it's like, like a, a walk. walk. Yeah. It's like a walk. A scenic so, walk. So it's really nice. my brother has a new girlfriend. Dude, I'm so excited to meet and her. And get, I get to meet her. Yeah. That's going to be so cool. It's going to be so cool. I'm glad she was able to end up coming too. Me too. I was up in there for a little bit. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. And then after... Montana, you have a wedding to go to. Yep, I'm going to Idaho. In Idaho, I was um, I a was, shoeless wedding. Yeah, it's it's a shoeless wedding. Well, at least the bride's going to be shoeless. I'm sure my uncle will too. And then in turn, I think we're all just going to be shoeless. But like a like a cute like it's like a serene backyard wedding. Yeah, it's nothing like super crazy. It's I mean it's it's in like a small town in Idaho, so it'll be very chill. And then the end of October, we have. Our high school reunion. It's finally here. It's finally I bought my happening. ticket yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you already bought it for some reason. Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I, I bought the early bird. Lucky. So I'm pretty much VIP. 10 bucks. Why do, why do we have to buy, buy tickets? We helped plan it. No. <laughs> well, I guess because the head count, it did. It we did. We divided it out like per. per okay, right. that makes sense. Yeah. Whatever. It's for a good cause. But I'm so I'm excited. excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's crazy. It finally came here too. like, I mean, you guys know we were we were telling you a year ago how we finally are going to start planning it and how a year before that we drunk called our class president. Yep. We're like, we need to plan that reunion. <laughs> and now it's actually here. Oh, months away. I, I'm excited. I think I'm excited to see people that like I'm not mentally thinking about right now and I'm then like, oh you yes I'm excited to see how people look now yeah like, like we're, all we're all older 10 years older 10 years older like and in my head I'm still like you I, I'm expecting them to still look the same I know me too but even on Instagram when I look at pictures of like our old friends I'm like oh shit yep like you're like a you're a man now yes like these aren't just like the boys we went to school with like and they're like men. we're gonna be like we're gonna see people with wedding rings and they're oh, gonna be talking wait. about their and kids people yes oh i didn't even think about that it's gonna be very sweet it's gonna be very sweet we gotta wear like like show up oh. like i wanna like wait who are we talking to i i think it was shelby's Shelby, friend yeah and she was saying oh my god like you guys need to pull up looking so new york She's like yep. oversized blazers, stilettos, <laughs> like slick bun. I'm like, honestly, I could rock something like that. Like, oh, yeah. But where we're having it is kind of chill. So it's we need to find like, that medium of like. It's like, like backyard bar. Yeah. Like gastropub. Like, yeah. Like um, 
beer garden beer garden vibe yeah. yeah so it's super casual so we can't be like out of pocket too, yeah we can, i don't even like, i think heels might even yeah no i won't do heels crazy. but like i'll do my chunky knee-high boots i was gonna say i'll do my platform boots be hella tall yeah the ones that are like they make me like <gasps> oh tall. you're the wrap ones yes love those super tall and then like a, a giant tee Yep. Or something to make it like dress down a little like, bit. But like hella jewelry. I was going to say hella rings. Like we'll get yes. a fresh set. Like Ooh, ooh our nails. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I'll do my Ferrari red nails. Like this is so not Pleasant Hill. Right. <laughs> uh, but I, like we have right. to. We got to dress we like what, to. A, what we are now. Represent who right. we are now. Right. And, like, or should we go in College Park clothes? I have tossed around the idea of possibly wearing my cheer uniform but then i figured the fact that it still fits you is <laughs> the bottoms don't that i will say well yeah because you got a donk now <laughs> got my fat ass now <laughs> but the top for sure yeah boobs same size <laughs> like i have no your boobs have gotten bigger but not enough to change not be able size. to wear the, yeah. the sizing but yes yeah. my my, and thank you for defending me there. My <laughs> boobs have gotten bigger, everybody. Don't worry. Yeah. A, a little bit though. But yeah, the bottoms, I tried them on recently when I was, when I was home and it's literally like, I, like I can't wear them. Like if they don't, they probably don't, they're probably like not, they, you can't even pull them down. Yeah. Like it's just like, like a rectangle around yes, your butt. Exactly. I have hips now. Who would have thought? Hips. That's what, that's what I got after hips high school. Hips don't lie. I got hips and anxiety. <laughs> Okay, for old time's sake, let's do song of the day. I feel like we haven't done that in a minute. We can tell you what we're wearing, but we're wearing the same big t-shirts that we wear every fucking episode. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, same thing. Same thing. And I'm not wearing socks. I haven't been wearing socks on these episodes. Yeah, you guys have been getting feet. Free feet. Free feet. Oh my God, I went out last night and, well, I went out last weekend and I got really bad blisters from my new flats. Mm. Um, but then... I still want to wear them. So I went out last night and I got those like blister pads. Did it work? They, oh my God. Oh good. Okay. They're a godsend. Oh, wow. I, there's a pack in there. Like if you ever need them. Is it not the silicone like heel covers? No, 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 no. It's Those are good too. They're like bandit. Yeah. I like those. But sometimes they're like too thick. Yes. And like, I can't really wear those with flats. <laughs> like orthopedic. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. like wrap around the top of the foot. No, yeah. They're like, and they're like foggy gray. Like they're. They're comfortable, but they're not cute. You're right. <laughs> not at you're right. All. Um, they're like band aids, but then the the pad is like gelatin, like oh. like gel filled. Got it. And it like cushions uh, the. Is it disposable? The you, bone, yeah. Or you reuse them? No, no, no. I threw them away. It's, okay. Yeah, it's like it's it's a band aid. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's probably so comfy. It takes all the pressure yep. of like five bucks on Amazon. Dang. Well, who would have thought? Doctor Scholes. Who would have thought? My, that's my favorite doctor. <laughs> that's my doctor. <laughs> Speaking of doctors, <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, song of the day for me. Um, I don't know if you listened, but Russ dropped an album. No, it's pretty good. Who? Duh. I love duh, Russ. It's good. And Everything I love he what drops. he's doing on TikTok. I love it too. He is just. He's I, I for the women. The fuck out of him. He is for the women. Yes, I respect him. Oh, he's very cool. Love him. But my my song of the day is going to be off the album. It's called Santiago. Is the name of the album. And the name of the song is I Love You Boy. Look at the cover though. Oh, Art. okay. Yes, I've seen this. Isn't that cool? It's such I a cool. I love him. I, like, oh, it's so cool. Uh, my song of the day is also from a new album. Luke Christopher dropped an album. Oh my God, what? Yes. Oh my God. And it's I did not see really that. good. It's very. Um, is he not pushing that? Because I like follow him and shit and I have not seen anything of that. I don't know. It's very alternative. 
Really? Yeah. It's not like his I want. I want you. I want you to hear this. Okay, hold okay, on. Okay, the the song is "Cold" by Luke Christopher. Cold. If you also don't know Luke Christopher, he is so fucking underrated. Oh my god! Please this go listen to his shit. Such a good artist. Um, I just showed Kristen the song. It's so impeccable. And if you if you actually go and listen to him, listen to it like start from the beginning. Listen to his early shit because it's so good. It's more like R and B rap esque. And it's very like 2000s rap. Yeah, yeah. But this is, he he took a very long break. Yeah. Um, I think he dropped a few singles here and there, but like it he hasn't dropped in, Yeah, he hasn't dropped anything in years. No big projects at least. Nope. Um, but this is what he technically came back with and it's so different, but wow. it's, you could tell it's him now. It's genuine. It's not just like when an artist comes back and they're just like trying, trying something, something new, new nope. which respect. Yeah. Like this is not only something new, but you could tell he found his sound. Yes. And I just listened to the fucking 15 seconds of it. I got to go listen to the whole album too, but oh, it's so good. It, it was really, really good. He has a great voice. It, it's one of a kind and, and you got to respect that. I feel like a lot of artists kind of fall in the same, not only this, not just like on a genre level, but like a lot of people sound the same to me mm-hmm. and he really, nobody sounds like him. No one sounds like him. And I was, ugh, I love his early stuff so much that I was scared to listen to this yeah, album because yeah. like it we, happens. Uh, yeah. Like the 1975, yeah. like, Loved them at the beginning, but now like, what the fuck did they drop? Yeah. But this is so great. Yep. I'm like so proud of him. For I feel sure. like I'm his mom, like root I know, mom. We're like, good job, honey. We're yep. so proud. So great. His if old- you're listening, Luke. Oh, I hope. Probably not. <laughs> his old shit is a time capsule. When, oh. For, for us. Like, it's so nostalgic for us. Oh my us. God. It reminds me of like driving around and like reminds my Reminds me of Coachella. Car. Yep. Coachella. Remember the song? He's So he has a lot of shit on um SoundCloud too. Oh yeah. That's God, like. Maybe start there. Yeah. Start soundcloud luke christopher yeah oh it's so good so good okay before we get into today's episode we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor so this episode is sponsored by zocdoc and you guys have heard us talk about them a lot because we love them so much it's a free app where you can find and book appointments you can find doctors you can look at reviews you can keep your whole like medical history on this app and it's just a convenient way to book all your appointments And you could do it on your phone so you don't have to call. What's great is you can just upload your insurance information and then they'll filter out all of the doctors that are in your network. So you can type in like any specialty. You can go for your eye appointment. You can go for a dermatology appointment, your pap smear, anything. And it'll filter doctors that are in your network and you can click on the doctor and you can see they have like photos of the doctor and you can see reviews. It's just like... It's like a cool profile. It's like social media for doctors. Literally. The average wait time to see a doctor through ZocDoc is 24 to 48 hours. And sometimes you can even score a same day appointment. And what's great is if you need to reschedule, you can do it all through the app. You don't have to like call the doctor and be like, uh, do you have an appointment this day, this day, this day? It's so easy. You could go to your appointment in the app, rebook, find a new day. You don't have to talk to anyone. It's so convenient. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. Go to ZocDoc.com advice and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash advice. ZocDoc.com slash advice. Thanks, Thanks Doc, Doc. Doc. Okay, so before we start, we do want to say thank you to everybody who sent in all your drama. We are we have been so eager to so I've, do I've this. I've been so excited about sitting down and reading and just all of these shit that isn't oh. our shit to talk. Um, no judgment to anybody. We we thank you again for just sending in everything. These 
These subject lines, though, you guys are, are fucking crazy. <laughs> um, I I actually I want to start with one. I saw this. So we obviously I have my email notifications on. So I saw each email come through. Damn. And there was this one and I posted on my story and said how excited I am for the episode. And the subject line is energy vampire. Ugh. And I the, you if you're listening, you sent that literally like minutes after my sister and I were talking about energy vampires. So it was like, it was meant to be in some wicked way. So I really, I really want to read yours. Okay. It's a big boy. You said, hi girlies. My name is Alicia. I've been listening to y'all since the condom broke. That's literally episode one. Oh my God. Sorry to interject, but we actually met. Do you, if you guys remember our second episode, it's called, uh, Harry Potter and the Coochie of of Fire. Fire. Yes. We met that the girl who wrote in that story. Yes. My closet pop-up I did here in New York. I was talking to her. She was so cool. She's like in law school. Like she was such a badass. She was so cool. And at the end, she just pokes in. Oh, by the way, yeah. your, that episode, that was my story. And, and like was, that changed the trajectory yes, of our podcast. Completely. We were like, oh, people could be funny with this. Yeah. Like that was like when we realized we didn't have to be so serious with giving advice yes. all, all the time. And yeah, it was oh, just, it was so cool to meet. Very meet cool moment. Sorry. No, you're good. Okay. You continue to say, uh, but I've never written in before. Well, Hey, I'm glad you written in. Thank you. Anyway, I just saw Alex's story about friend group drama and thought I would share the tea. Basically I have a best friend of 21 years. Keep in mind we're 23 right now. So we've known each other our entire lives and we currently live with each other. We didn't go to the same high school, so we each have our own friend groups that have crossed paths, but do not hang out with each other. I'll hang out with her friend group every now and then, and she'll hang out with my friend group friend group every now and then, but the groups don't mix. Mm. So for years now, I have felt like such an outsider from her friend group, and ever since moving in together, which is which it's been about a year, they come around a lot. For the most part, it's good until this one girl in the group comes around. I'll call her Jalissa for privacy. So Jalissa is an energy vampire and also just a bitch if I'm being honest. <laughs> Every time that she would show up to hang out, I always felt I always just felt so uncomfortable even in my own home. She brings it upon herself to have private conversations with individuals in the group in front of the entire group. I hate when people do that. Yes. That's so you're secluding everybody. Oh God. Okay. I already don't like the worst, like the worst character trait. If it's urgent, like I get that. And you can even be like, sorry guys, I I just, I have to finish the story. Like, yep. Sure. Time and place. But like the fact that you're saying that this is like a recurring thing, that's so disrespectful. Okay. One time she even planned a girl's night in front of me and didn't directly invite me. That's the shit I'm talking about. Fuck that. Okay. Bitch. Then the day before my friend asked me if I was going And that just rubbed me the wrong way because clearly I wasn't originally invited. And now you're just asking if I'm going and I feel like I'm in a weird situation. Also feels like a weird situation because it's my best friend's friend and I don't consider her my friend, but I don't want to talk to my friend about it because I don't expect her to not just be friends with her because she rubs me the wrong way. Anyway, here's where the tea kicks in. I'm not the only one that thinks she's a bitch. Anytime Jalissa's not there to hang out the rest of the group always talks shit about the things that she does or doesn't do in her private li- mm. private life she is a very private person and doesn't keep them updated i'm not even i'm not even a friend so i don't get updated obviously but they talk a lot of shit about her and it just makes me wonder if i'm feeling the energy sucking from 
her and they and they are too, then why are they still friends with her? Well, I can tell you it's her personality. She makes you feel like you cannot talk to her about anything. That's awful. If you bring up any sort of issue with her, she gets defensive or puts the blame on something else. So I genuinely feel like they've all stayed friends with her after high school because they don't want to confront her and just and they just deal with her. Damn. She's also the type of friend that has stayed with a cheating boyfriend for years and years, but constantly complains and cries about him. And then when you try to give her advice, she doesn't take it and she just stays with him. This is all information that I get from my best friend. I've heard of all the complaints about her and it just makes me wonder if we're all being affected by this energy vampire, why do they keep her in the group? I know that was a lot, but there you go. I love the podcast, girls. I look forward to it every Monday and Friday. Thanks for spreading your wisdom and knowledge. Never stop. Love, Alicia. I, on like some deeper shit, I feel like I notice this as I get older. People purely keep people around because nobody wants to confront anybody. Yep. It's just convenient. Yes. Like people just deal with people. And I don't understand that especially someone who's an energy vampire like right and you know i'm not necessarily gonna sit here and say you need to be like i'm blocking you from my life right like you have mutuals and like i respect you that you've just remained to coexist and like keep it kosher but there does come a point where you do need to protect your energy and like Mm. if that means like you start not hanging out with that group as much it might suck in the beginning but in the long run you'll be like oh you'll feel the like the right. freedom and like the breath of fresh air from not being around her the stickiness and even when she's not there you guys are still talking about her she's still taking up that's still an energy vampire right yeah her body's not there but like she's still the conversation she's taking your guys's time she's and taking energy up your, still your mind at this point so oh that's the worst i would i would learn some big boundaries here I, i'm sorry though and it definitely sucks because you're saying it's your best friend's friend like how I can only imagine if we were in a situation right. like that. I'd want to respect the new person you're bringing around. Yeah. But still be like. Even like with us, like I would hope you'd be like, yo, Alex, why are you kicking it with her? Oh, uh, and a hundred percent I would. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah. The, but, but what if you were just like, I don't know, we all do it. Like, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. And like, like, like Alicia is saying is everybody agrees, but nobody's doing anything about it. And I could think of a couple people in our friend group at home that were like, we kind well, of just tolerate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be my first one. Moved out of state for the pyramid scheme. No. Returned home two months later. The past Fuck. two and a half months of my life. A pyramid scheme. Guys. Guys. Stop. It's a scheme. It's a scam. It's not. You're, <laughs> you're not going to grow your business. No. <laughs> you're not going to be an entrepreneur. You are you not. The stock for like. No. You are not an independent entrepreneur. Ah. Uh, you are working for the big man. It's like, Fuck. I feel like we lose people left and right to pyramid <laughs> schemes. I need a documentary, honestly. Oh, so bad. I want an Arbon documentary. Documentary oh. so bad. Okay. Hi there, ladies. I just wanted to start this off by talking about how much I love you guys. Your friendship reminds me of my best friend and I's, me being a Virgo and her an Aries. Oh, I love that. I know Kristen always loves Australia and she's actually an Aussie. Brace yourself, ladies, because this is a long one. During the last three years, I've worked with a company that I can only describe as a pyramid scheme. (laughs) I was the company's top performer and kept the ship afloat. But there was a lot of internal drama and purposeful growth stunting that I eventually realized it was time for me to move on. Uh, 
One of my best friends at the time, let's call him Todd, was getting their promotion to open up an office with our company in his hometown. I trained Todd and advocated for his career growth from the beginning, only to have him surpass me promotion-wise due to company politics. I was obviously happy for his success, but over the job. It was a well-known discussion at the time that my boss didn't have my best interest at heart, and I no longer wanted to work for a company that was draining me only for profit when I've put my blood, sweat, and tears into it. Todd and I thought it was a genius idea that I can work for him and take on the role of his office administrator. Many of my close friends advised me not to go since Todd wasn't the greatest person to be around and has done me dirty countless times, but I made excuses for him. I unfortunately try to see the best in people longer than I should as we did some share some great times and memories and had a quote, what's the worst that can happen mindset. I was super excited for the move as I believed it was going to be a refreshing new start in my life. Another exciting part is that my best friend, let's call her Aussie, decided that she wanted to move with me and finish her certifications there, but would have to wait a few months before she could. Todd's supervisor was very supportive and encouraging. That was all until a week before the move, where I later learned that she was now saying that he wouldn't or he shouldn't hire me and speaking very negatively about me. Fast forward to a week and a half later, we've moved and we've moved and Todd tells me that he's going he isn't going to put me on payroll for a while and instead pay me under the table. I didn't move states over to not be legally hired and for <sighs> him to not have the balls to put his foot down, but there wasn't much I can do at that point. Work begins and he ends up changing the salary. The new salary was a lot less than I mo- than what I moved for, but from a business point of view, I understood. Also, oh, for the first two weeks, he would only pay me a small amount since I would be working less hours. But by the third week, I'd be on that new normal salary. Aussie was flying up to visit me and a few days before she arrived, a scenario occurs late one night where Todd gets drunk. He had been suspicious over the friendship that was growing between Aussie and his girlfriend. Let's call her Melissa. Now, Todd is a classic toxic, obsessive, and controlling boyfriend. She was never allowed to do anything besides hang out with him. She would He would snatch her phone out of her hand to go through it, and he had the delusion that every man in the world was after her, even his own friends. Trust me when I tell you that I've spent so much time trying to talk to Melissa through, through this, but... Obviously, I can't force someone to recognize their own worth and leave when they're not ready. That This night, Todd goes on an ang- angry, drunk rant about how he's going to punch Aussie in the face when he sees her and shoot her in the foot because she's, quote, trying to get at Melissa. Now, I don't play about my best friend. I would never let this man put a hand on her, and I was not letting him talk about her like this, so I was livid. I said what I needed to say and told him to take his drunk ass back to bed because I'm not entertaining his foolishness anymore. It was then that I realized that there wasn't bounds for a friendship between Todd and I anymore. On payday for week three, I never received the money that we agreed on. I shit, <laughs> I shit, I shoot him over a quick message to address the fact that I was paid a lot less than I was expecting, to which he sent me numerous long paragraphs going off on me. He told me that he that what he paid me was fair, accused me of trying to take advantage of him, trying to tear him down, told me that he can fulfill my position all on his own and doesn't need me there, as well as tries to make me feel bad for him about the long hours he's been working recently. LMAO. Besides all of this awful 
accusatory shit that came out of nowhere to really spill the tea and be a little messy. It was hilarious how he tried to cry about the long hours he's been working recently. He's not used used to it since he spent the past two and a half years of his career getting drunk in his car every single day and sneaking away from work early. It's always the men who have gotten to their positions by being best friends with their boss that whine the hardest. Yep. At this point, I knew I could no longer work for him and that I needed to get out of the situation. The amount I was getting paid was barely enough to cover my bills without anything for food, gas, parking, and any other basic necessities. To rub salt on the wounds, he lived rent-free in my apartment because Melissa, his barely legal employee, was my original roommate. The bills slash utilities situation was something I've addressed numerous times where no one has taken me seriously. I hated the house overall as it felt like a frat house. Everyone would come over and smoke weed inside late at night. I'm not against weed, but I'm sure it's understandable that I don't want my rental apartment becoming a hot box and stinking up my room when I'm trying to sleep. The kitchen Valid and I'm a weed smoker. Right. <laughs> the kitchen would be left disgusting. Dishes would never be washed. Trash would pile up and the dog was using the bathroom everywhere because it was never taken out on walks. Jesus Christ. There was a big lack of respect. To get out of the city, I drove an hour and a half away to my long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, <laughs> casual boyfriend's house to stay the weekend. Let's call him Marcus. Him and I originally dated back home, but he moved away for work and didn't want a long-distance relationship, so we were in an ongoing situationship. For the next few weeks, I stayed with him every single weekend. We were each other's little piece of home. He was taking good care of me, home-cooked dinner, dessert every night. He's an amazing cook, so I was very happy. During this time, I was actively trying to find a new job. However, I wasn't having much luck. These tough times really had me realize that I hated the city that I was now living in, as I only moved there for the job. I felt suffocated. I also had a major realization that I didn't like my career path and felt empty. I figured out that I wanted to go back to school, get a degree, and pursue something completely different. I came to the acknowledgement that it was going to be extremely difficult for me to work a full-time job while going back to school full-time as well. This is when I knew that I wanted to move back home. I spoke to my parents and closest friends who were extremely supportive and agreed that I needed to get out of the city. The only person who was against it was Marcus. I value his opinion. However, I wasn't going to keep my life stagnant for a man that can't commit to me or even call me beautiful. Ugh. We've got we've gotten into fights over him calling me a quitter for leaving, which I don't care. I was getting myself out of a shitty situation and doing better for me. I spoke to my roommates and we worked out a plan for someone else to move in and take over my room. I wasn't able to get myself out of the lease, so my name is still on it. I've been so dead broke that that I wouldn't have been able to stay or pay for another month, even if I wanted to. I let Todd know that I was leaving and he took the resignation with no response and no questions asked. I sold and returned a few things. I left behind some material items that can be replaced and packed my car with all of my belongings and drove home. Since I've been back, I've never appreciated home more. I really took this big city for granted. I'm currently interviewing for a few different jobs and started school in January. I couldn't be more excited. Aussie ended up getting a big promotion at her job, so it worked out better staying there. The only thing I miss is Marcus. I know that his he's my twin flame, so it's not a connection that's ending anytime soon, but he's expressed many times to me that he doesn't want a relationship with me. As much as I can talk about the positives about him and how much I love him, I still recognize there are a lot of negatives, one being that he's emotionally unavailable. 
So ladies, that was the past two and a half months of my life. Even though I lost a lot of money and people I thought were friends, I don't regret it at all because I learned and grew so much through this short but eventful period. I would love any advice that you guys have, but really I just wanted to share my crazy story. Thank you. I think the lesson here is if a job is going to move you, there needs to be a contract before you yeah, even pack your, I'm, first, your first box. I'm so surprised that you got there and everything was like under the table. Nothing it's was weird. set. Like, oh, that's so that's so daunting, especially in a new city. Yeah. And then for Marcus to sit there and say, you're like, call you a quitter. I, I don't know, hate man. that. Like, I, I know we don't know the full relationship and it definitely at the end here is kind of heartbreaking for you to say that you think he's your twin flame. Right. I would do some more work or excuse me, more research in what a twin flame is because a lot of things you described is has nothing to do with it. Um, but that's beside the point. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's shitty that he made you feel shitty, but I'm so glad you got out I'm of it. I'm glad you got out of it. Fuck. I, that could have been way worse. Um, surprisingly, but, uh, yeah, if one of our friends just moved to the city and work moved her as well, granted it's a reputable company, but she was saying like, there was like a brand new contract with like right. her job. Yeah. They gave her like a stipend when she moved out here. Like it, places move you it's not just like hey can you like pick up and like they they should do a lot more than just like give you the offer like there needs to be like written yeah paper trail of this but um it needs to be on their dime yeah and I'm, i'm glad you i'm glad you don't see all the like you're not taking all the loss in this to heart and you're like yeah you're starting fresh i'm so glad you started school i'm so glad you're interviewing like you're you're really taking the reins on this one and i'm proud of you yeah. that's huge okay next one the subject line is my stepdad is a cheating crackhead for 20 <sighs> years and my mom is finally about to leave him and then parentheses you put hopefully oh god <laughs> hopefully you said okay not about my friend group but this is some family tea that's been simmering for so long it needs to be vented about Side note, before I start, I love you guys, of course, and I'm so happy for for you both in your new relationships. No. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is why we said I was going to say, this is why I had, granted, haven't told you the story. I had to tell you guys we broke up because this shit. But hey, but thank this you. still applies to Alex. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this, is, this is going to be a long one. I don't mind being anonymous or not. Anywho, my mom and stepdad have been together for almost 20 years, a lot of my life, and now that I'm an adult, I can finally see everything my mom has tried to hide and sweep under the rug. Isn't that the best part of adulthood? Oh my God, I love learning family drama. Peel back the layers that you never knew were there. The first big thing I remember from my childhood is my mom being super pregnant with my little brother, about to pop, and we're all out on the front porch, and a lady comes up our driveway and gets a newborn baby out of the back seat. I don't remember the words she said, but long story short, the baby was my stepdad's. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) This man had two women pregnant at the same time. Imagine just pulling up. Just like, hey, you dropped this. (laughs) My brother was born like a month later. Holy fuck. My mom didn't leave him. I'm assuming because she was super pregnant and not working and probably didn't have many options. Since then, there have been countless cheating scandals. And in recent years, I figured out my dad has been a functioning crackhead this entire time. My mom has always known. He's gotten worse at hiding it lately, but my mom still can't tell when he's high or not. 
Oh my God. That's terrifying. When they were younger, my mom didn't care as much because he always worked and brought home the money. But in the last five to 10 ish years, he just stopped working completely using chronic sickness as an excuse. And so my mom has been proving providing for all of us, not me anymore for all that time. That being said, my mom is not okay with his drug use anymore. So he's gotten really sneaky about it and thinks he's really sly. I can see right through him, but it's harder for my mom. Since she, since he's always cheated on her, his big thing is that she doesn't give him any attention. You don't touch me or love me is his tagline. But honestly, who would want to touch someone who betrayed them time after time? Of course, intimacy is a huge part of a relationship, so they're clearly not doing so good anymore. They constantly fight and are and are both so clearly not happy. He's always threatened divorce. I think that's really sad that my mom isn't the one threatening divorce after everything. It says a lot about how much he's broken her down. And finally, they have gotten a marriage counselor. My mom had her first session and the counselor at the end just said, you know, he's never going to change, right? And, and that hit her really hard because she does know he never will, but that doesn't take away the love she still has for him. But now he's so terrified she's actually going to leave him. I'm really hoping this is her time she's finally going to leave. My brother just moved out, so she has nothing keeping her there anymore. There are so many little things in between, but that's the long story short version. Love you guys. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Fuck. I hope she gets out now, too. Me too. That's, that's so hard. I mean kind of what we're saying in the first entry like how people keep friends around regardless of how they really feel about them like sadly I I see it happen with a lot of like our parents generation yeah their relationships I mean god and fucking relationships in our generation but you know mostly the older generations that just kind of stay in the comfortable things and especially like I mean, your mom's in the cycle of, you said, being broken down so bad time after time by this man in addition to him being an addict. And that's just a double whammy right there, to say the least. And I'm glad the counselor mentioned that he'll never change because, you know, that, that can sound pessimistic when it comes to, like, just other situations. But when you have an addict involved you have to assume that they're never going to change. Unfortunately, you have to just know the reality of the situation. Like these are the types of situations. Yes. Where like, Oh, you can't just like keep hope with this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, it's, it's a cycle that will not break unless they get professional help, which in this case would be more than just a family counselor. Like he would need to be sober at the very least and then start his, his steps and everything. But, um, I, always hope something does turn around of course and uh you know we side with you where you say now that you and your brother are gone hopefully she realizes like okay there's nothing tying me down I could dip right um but it it, that takes a lot of courage and my heart goes out to her It, it takes a lot to be able to be honest with yourself that you deserve something better and to leave by choice especially after this long yeah it's sad though I mean she's taken the cheating so many times too like I hope she finds I mean this in like a light way. I hope she finds that rock bottom that is like the final straw. Right. Maybe that's a better way to put it. No, let's not call it rock bottom, but I hope she finds the final straw, whatever that is. Yes, it's going to hurt, but I, you know, I do hope there's something that just catapults her like, okay, fuck, I have to get out of this. Um, 
Yeah. For, for the sanity of her, but keep, keep being there for her. Um, I, I love that you see this situation so honestly, and hopefully you can be a resource for her to be able to kind of like open her eyes to the reality here. But until then, just, just be her daughter, be her best friend and keep supporting her. That's, that's going to be the best thing until she wants to make the change. Cause it kind of goes both ways. Like you, you only get out of a relationship if you want to like, you know, she has to want it enough. Yeah. Or she'll stay in the comfort like she has been doing, unfortunately. Okay. Next one. My best friend sucked my other best friend's boyfriend's dick. Hi, Kristen and Alex. Hello. I saw Alex's Insta story and ran to my email to spill the tea. I'll try and keep this short, but here we go. I'm 25 and have managed to stay pretty tight with four of my best friends from high school. One of my besties, we'll call her Sarah, was in a long-term relationship for about three years. This was her first love and the only, quote, real relationship she has been in. However, she decided to call it quits with him due to them not being on the same page anymore. The breakup was somewhat mutual and it didn't seem as though there were hard, much hard feelings. After their breakup, she told the rest of the friend group to check in on her ex and make sure he was okay. Since they dated for many years, we all formed relationships with him too. One of the four core best friends, we'll call him Travis, became especially close with Sarah's ex as they were the two boys in the group dynamic. I should also mention that Tra Travis is an openly gay man. I've, a few weeks after Sarah and her ex broke up, Travis continued to hang out with him. Even though she said to check to check in on her ex, Sarah became uncomfortable with Travis continuing to hang out with him and told him he needed to decide to maintain a relationship with either her or the ex. Travis took this as Sarah trying to control his actions and kept hanging out with Sarah's ex. I think somewhat out of spite. He didn't feel like it was fair Sarah was telling him who he can and can't hang out with. Sarah essentially told Travis she wanted to drop him as a friend and they stopped speaking for weeks. About a month later, the biggest bomb was dropped on our friend group. Sarah found out from her ex telling her directly that Travis had performed fellatio on him. Is that what it's called? Isn't that like the science term for it? Fellatio? Why don't they fellatio? just say like a head? Right. Fellatio on him. <laughs> His excuse was that he was curious about experimenting with men and he knew Travis would be safe to do it with. We were all obviously super taken back by this news and really upset that Travis would do something like that to Sarah, his best friend of 10 plus years. Oh, God. Me and my other best friend had a conversation with Travis saying how fucked up this was and how we needed to be there for Sarah during this time and it would be better if we didn't hang out for a few weeks. It's been a few months now and Sarah has moved to a new state for an internship for a few months. She wants us to drop Travis as a friend. It's been the hardest decision ever because as much as I want to support Sarah, I feel like I can't just drop Travis. We have been best friends for so long and part of me can't let go of that friendship due to a situation that technically doesn't even directly involve me. It's also hard with Sarah being gone and Travis still being there. I don't know if I'm being horrible being a horrible friend to Sarah for wanting to still stay friends with Travis, or if I'm being a bad friend for potentially dropping a friendship of 10 plus years on an account of someone else. Travis knows what he did was really wrong. And I know the guilt really gets to him. I think Sarah would want to drop me as a friend too. If I st stayed close with Travis, it sucks that it feels like I can only have one friend or the other. I know this isn't an advice submission, but any insight on what the right thing here to do would be appreciated. By the way, I love listening to you both every week. I think you guys are the coolest girlies ever, and I really appreciate your guys' outlook on life and relationships. 
please keep anonymous. Much love. My thing is, is this is like very similar to um, like our friend group. If Brie hooked up with Tanner, I don't think I could be friends with Brie. I was going to say that like it, it comes down to like your opinion on it. Speaking to the person who wrote in like, yeah, if you. I yeah, know it, yes, I, I know you shouldn't like take direction from Sarah of who to be friends with. But I think in Sarah's eyes, she's like, dude, are you not seeing how fucked up this is? Like, how right. are you how are you able to be friends with him? And that's how I would view. It's like the friendship compass. Like, yeah. if Travis was just like able to do this, especially out of spite, like that's yeah. so fucked up. It, that is a whole nother layer that you cannot ignore. Like that wasn't just like, hee hee, oops. Like this and was it's not like there was intention. Right. And like, it's not like they were trying to um explore like a relationship or like maybe right, they could be in love no something. no he just wanted a, he just wanted a blowjob yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't be friends with him no but that's, I, I get that's, i do get you're in a hard space though like i you know i i am sensitive sensitive to that but you got to think about too like the people you're surrounding yourself with right like not saying like he's going to do it to you, but like, I don't know. I, I, you, you reflect the people around you and vice versa. And like, do you want to be around someone who has that lack of morale when it comes to like friend code? Right. Uh, I wouldn't and Alex wouldn't. And that's, that's kind of our side here, giving it the same context. If like Brie fucked with Tanner or something right. like, no, that's so no, it, we wouldn't, it'd be done. It would be such a no brainer to yep. not be friends with that person. Yep. Yeah. Like they deserve each other at yep. that point. Let them do it. Yep. And like, put yourself in Sarah's shoes. Yes. She's, she's like out of town. She can't like, she probably feels so um like out of control yeah. with the situation right now. And for one of her best friends to now betray her while on top of it, trying to process this breakup on her own. Like the last thing that she wants is for her other best friend to like take the other side. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one, but I think, I don't know. I wouldn't remain friends with Travis. No, I'd be there for Sarah big time right now. Okay, next one. The subject line is eavesdropping on a gaslighter's argument. Oh, you have power. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you said, hi, lovelies. I love both of your content and have been listening to the pod since episode one. This is not much, this is not so much a rant, but a juicy story for you both. Please keep it on. So a couple of weeks ago, my partner and I were going out with some friends, two of which are a couple. Let's call this couple Ken and Barbie. Still Love haven't that. seen the movie yet, by the way. <laughs> you need to go see the movie. Yeah, it's really good. Some of the guys had been gaming before and were in a Discord call. About 30 minutes after they finished gaming, we noticed Ken forgot to leave the call. We rejoined the call and we're going to say hi and see you soon to Ken. However, before we can say anything, Ken and Barbie, who are in the same room together, unfold into the biggest argument ever <gasps> yelling swearing and ken just straight textbook gaslighting barbie my friend and i froze and don't know what to do as ken might hear the disconnect noise when we leave the call but it also felt so wrong to be overhearing <gasps> this despite it being an open call it was pretty disappointing to hear how our friend was cheating his partner in the argument not respecting her words and gaslighting her when or sorry, we leave the house and head out to meet our friends. We figured 
one or both of them wouldn't end up coming to hang out with the group given the massive argument that just happened. We go to dinner and Ken and Barbie show up. Both show up. My partner I partner and I give each give each other a look and think, well, this is going to be awkward, thinking they won't talk to one another and be angry at one another, etc. But nope, Ken and Barbie act completely fine. Weird. Laughing, joking, sitting with each other. You'd never know that just 15 minutes before they were having a huge argument. Part of us feels so guilty for hearing their argument, but we could never we could have never predicted that that would have happened. I'm disappointed in my friend and it's pretty sad considering that has to be somewhat of the norm for their relationship to talk to each other like that and then be completely fine right after. My takeaway from this is you never really know what people are going through or what happens behind closed doors. Oh, and to make sure you always hang up your calls. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this story. Love you girls and sending lots of love. I would have, I, I would have listened in. I'm, oh yeah. No, I would have turned it up. Yep. For sure. Um, that sucks though. Like, and you're the in a position fight. now where like you want to call out your friend, but then they're going to be like, how did you know that? Like, right. And you hit it on the head. Like for them to act so normal after a yeah. fight like that, like that has to be, that has to it be part the of their routine. Yeah. Like that's probably how they fight. Oh God. That is so uh, devastating. When I am like in that like fight mode, I can't just like live a normal life after. Oh, give me like five to seven business days to even like, yes. holy shit. Like cool down. If a fight is going to get to that level, we are at some crazy turning point in our exactly. relationship. Exactly. But for them, no, it's they like, just yell. this is just how they <sighs> communicate. That's, that's actually so sad. Oh, sad I mean, for Barbie too. Like the fact that Ken's just out here gaslighting, like, yeah, I, I guess now that you know this information, cause you can't unlearn it. When, when you're in group settings and whatnot, like just, ha just have your eye open. Yeah. Like if there's any point where you feel like maybe you want to extend a, um, supporting hand to Barbie, like, right. Hey, maybe if you ever want to get lunch or something like, you know, something like that. Um, now that you know things that, that could be cool. I mean, there, there was a reason it was heard. There was a reason it was heard. Yep. And I think now maybe, you know, I hope everything works out but like you how you have like a one-up now to be able to observe if things get worse considering you're in the same friend group i wonder if after they thought they then noticed that like the call had never hung up i know but That's then their well their screen name would have still been in there so they probably would have maybe confronted them by now unless you guys dipped before like, the call right before i would love to know like did you dip towards the end of the fight or did you dip when it was silent and you knew they were out of the room right so that they didn't hear the disconnect noise Ooh. that's crazy okay this one's just called let me talk my shit girlies <laughs> go ahead hi Kristen, alex and link i've never written in for the show i'm a patreon girly but i don't know it never felt like the right time to write in until i saw you were looking for people to talk their shit about their friend group <laughs> <laughs> and boy do i got some drama so let me give y'all the scoop all right so i'll be using fake names for this me and all the people in this story are 27 years old. I've been best friends with Bethany for like seven years. I love that bitch and I would die for her. <laughs> About three years ago, she met her girlfriend, Abby. I also love that bitch and would die for her as well. They are the reason I believe in soulmates. Aww. They have the most amazing relationship. They communicate well. They know everything about each other. They are just the definition of a healthy ass relationship. They're also engaged. 
I'm only slightly jealous. Just kidding. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> but they are very open about their sexuality. And we're all best friends. So they tell me this kind of stuff. So it's not weird. But they decided a few months ago that they wanted to find girls who were down to be their third. Fully just wanting it to be only casual. They start a Tinder for it and everything. They met this girl. Let's call her Emily. They met her through a friend, not Tinder. But they become closer friends with her. They eventually asked if she would be down to being their third they hung out a few times had their fun everything was cool until emily got feelings yikes emily reached out to abby over instagram behind bethany's back and emily was super flirty in the messages saying things like quote i had a crush on you the minute i saw you and i knew i wanted you abby was responding but in a nice kind of awkward way like how you respond when you don't want to be rude because you want to maintain the friendship but they're saying some weird shit, so you kind of just laugh it off and hope they stop. Abby basically responds, yeah, me and Bethany both did too, trying to make it like about Bethany as well. Bethany had this weird gut feeling the other night while Abby was at work. I'm telling you, it's some crazy soulmate telepathy shit they got going on. I love them. Bethany just felt like for some reason she should go through her iPad. She's been cheated on before, so she recognized the feelings. So she goes through her Instagram and reads the messages and is in shock. She calls Abby while she's at work, thinking she's being cheated on again because her past trauma comes right back. Abby calmly explains to her that she didn't do anything. The messages look worse than they are, and Abby was responding very short with her. Once Bethany calms down, she realizes she's right and decided to call Emily. Emily denies even messaging her at all at first. Then she said she read the messages and she tried to play it off like she's being dramatic and it's not that serious gaslighting 101 basically bethany gets annoyed and ends the call thinking they won't have to deal with her again wrong emily goes fully crazy mode she starts doubling down and starts sending even crazier shit to abby behind bethany's back sending her messages about what she liked that she did sexually how much she fantasizes about it still how much she wants abby to herself she even sent nudes full-on crazy mode Jeez. the whole time abby was responding very short again and she was telling bethany about it the whole time but then they decided to play the game together they started responding together as abby to emily playing along emily loved it and thought abby liked her and was going to leave bethany for her fuck they had emily come over saying bethany wasn't going to be home then she came over over Bethany was home and they basically told her to her face that she needed to stop trying to fuck up a relationship, stop being toxic and grow up. Damn. Of course, she played the victim and everything, but they ultimately decided it wasn't worth saving the, the friendship. So they both blocked her and moved on from the f situation. I'm so glad that they have such a healthy relationship or else this could have actually been bad for them. I've seen so many threesomes ruin relationships. Someone always gets jealous and then things get ugly. Anyway, sorry this ended up being so long. Just wanted to say I love the podcast and I love you both and I look forward to listening to the pod every week. Give Link a kiss for me. Oh. No need to be anon. This is Christina. Where is Link? Oh, she's right here. Um, she's sleeping. She's sleeping, but I'll give her a kiss later. Um, I few I, things. I didn't like that they like lured her. Yeah, that was house. a little weird. And I also didn't like that Bethany like fully went through her ipad she had a gut feeling though she had a gut feeling but i think if you have a gut feeling talk to you the person. talk to the part you address yeah. the person yeah 
there's there's a there's a there's a snaky way of going about it and i think that was a little snaky but again i don't know the relationship like maybe they're cool with like going through each other's right. shit and right. like and that's well, all like that's a possibility at least they responded well and were like no yeah okay this is what's right. happening like show you all the messages um yeah i agree though like you you give the person a chance to be honest by just being like hey just had a tickle is right. something happening and I get, I get that yeah and yeah she, regardless of her being right like there there was a right way to go about it but yeah I, I thought it I mean don't get me wrong Emily is clearly trying to home wreck right now but um right to lure her in that way I think I would have if I was Emily I would have felt a little like scared like oh my god I'm walking to this into this house now thinking that yeah thinking one thing and then having like an intervention right and then told to leave like yeah that, that could have been like a message you know yeah it felt a little i think crazy my thing is is the fact that abby kept like responding even though it was like a like a nice short way i think they're like from the jump abby should have just it. blocked emily right you're right you're so right but um damn but yeah they got over it i guess it, it's it's their language of their relationship right and it worked for them. They got over it the way that they needed to. And that is a good part of a relationship is knowing how to get through things together in the style that like fulfills for both you. Of you. Yeah. Right. Uh, but you're, you're right. Uh, threesomes could fuck shit up. Yeah. People will get feelings. Yeah. People it's human nature. That, it, it's a hard one. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's definitely like going into it, It's definitely an outcome you need to be prepared for that can happen right okay next one it's titled my two best friends both went after my soulmate mm. hello i would like to start off by saying i love you guys and i've been here since the start of the podcast and have watched Kristen growing up anyway so my two best friends always go after guys that i've talked to or have a thing for that's so weird I almost always feel like I can't say who I like because the next week they'll act strange towards me and I already know that that's because there's something going on between them. Oh my God. It's just crazy how I already know. Anyway, this specific time, one of them came down to Texas from Arizona. Let's call her Brittany because she was having problems with her husband because she was having an emotional affair. Okay. <laughs> no judgment, but that's the tea. Ha ha. Anyway, Brittany and I are working out one day and I started to tell her about me and a friend. Let's call him John. We had in common and I told her that me and John started hitting it off when she went away and that we were soulmates. I opened up to her because at this point, him and I were not talking because we both got kind of scared and, we, and weren't ready for a relationship. Kind of like Kristen with Tanner, which is why I'm so happy you guys worked it out. <laughs> it gave me hope. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> no, it's just so like... You guys didn't know it's fine. Uh, and when I tell you, we stopped working out and it turned me, it turned into me crying at the park because I was so heartbroken. Later on that day, I was told that another friend of mine, let's call him Max, thought she was cute and she was like, oh, cool. I want to hang out with him. And I said, bet. So I set them up. This friend that I was setting her up with, we have a history and she knows that, but I'm cool with it because I don't care about that relationship anymore. And so I gave him her number and whatnot. Okay, this this girl's married. Right. Hold on. <laughs> I just remember that too. Literally yeah, what? Yeah, why are you doing this for her? <laughs> What's up? I'm going to call you. Like, let's call you out on that yeah. one. Like, that's not a good friend. Come on. Okay. 
She started ignoring me and not hanging out with me. She and our other best friend, let's call her Lucy, would hang out with Lucy and Max without me, which I don't mind, but why? She told me one day Max tried to kiss me, and I was like, well, yeah, that's normal. He told me he thought you were cute. And she was like, I know, but I told him no. And I was like, okay, well, that's you. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> later, later on, she decided to go back to her husband in Arizona. Oh what the fuck? <laughs> Her husband. Okay. Lucy took her to the airport and somehow we didn't do a proper goodbye. So I texted her and told her goodbye. Safe travels. I hope everything gets better at home. And all she replied was, I'm sorry about Max. I said, what do you mean? And she said, I knew you had history and still, and I still went after that. I said, it's, it's okay. There's nothing to be sorry about. That was, that was that. Two months later, I guess Lucy felt bad for me and told me that Brittany and John hooked up. <gasps> Jesus Christ. That the night we were working out, she added him on Snapchat and you know the rest. Also, later, since Max is my friend, he also apologized for going after my other friend, but that they had sex. I honestly truly didn't care about Max and her, but John, I had just cried over him to her and that was hard for me to talk about. I mean, she's clearly got zero moral compass. Yeah, so. you can't you can't <laughs> expect anything from her from uh, Brittany. There's so much more to the story, but none of them are in my life anymore except Max. And at first, my heart was kind of numb and cold, but now I realize that being vulnerable is not a weakness; it's a strength. Thank you guys. Sorry if it was confusing. Oh no, it's loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, she was She's, married. She, uh, and then just like after months, oh, I think I'm going to go back. All right, I'm going to go back to Arizona. And you were like, best of luck. Like, <laughs> I don't know, sending you our love. But like, why did you? You can't you just like. Max's number. You like, can't just like test things out in a marriage. Married, even in a relationship. <laughs> right. Even if like, it, that's what, that's what loyalty is. That's, that's what, what breaking up is for. If right. you feel like it's not you, just like I'm, da- I'm just dating around no. still. Like she has a wedding <laughs> ring. I'm assuming they you si- are off the market. They signed legal documents. <laughs> like on her taxes, she puts married, and then to go back to him. Does poor guy in Arizona know any of yeah, this? Can, can we ring him in? <laughs> yeah. Can someone check on him? How is he doing? Does he know? He anything? knows nothing. Like she was probably like, "I'm gonna go visit the girls. Like, I'm gonna visit the girls for a couple months. Like I just need a break." And he was probably like, "Go do your thing, babe." Yeah, like I'm proud of you. And she's out here hooking up with people, having sex, having sex, hooking up, and like testing waters, like being just dabbling being set up with people <laughs> oh yeah my friend thinks you're cute oh for sure I'll yeah let's, up. you can't you can't do that let's Guys. let's all rethink this whole marriage thing if you are not ready to be in a relationship forever like you do that because <laughs> it's you're sure about the person i'm like flabbergasted right <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with our world what is wrong with people if I'm, you're gonna commit to someone just be fucking committed th- right good lord all right your turn <laughs> okay i picked this one because i love the title the title is we were on a break okay let's see do you get it oh is it from it's from friends uh, friends oh hey ladies if you're reading this eek i would <laughs> first like to express my appreciation for y'all 
I've been listening to the pod since the self-love episode with Liza and holy smokes, you guys have helped me over so many hurdles. Thank you for being a vessel of wisdom and love for so many out there. Love y'all bunches. Okay, so I'll just get right into it. Alex, if it would humor you to do so, you can call me Ross. (laughs) It does. Some odd years ago, I got into my first serious relationship with a guy who was pretty toxic and manipulative. Don't worry, I know my worth now with the nail emoji. That's good. He broke up with me three times before I realized that he didn't deserve me. I had a lot of resentment built up then and I let it get the best of me. During one of the times that we were separated, this one night, I had a threesome with his best friend and my best friend. That was actually the first night a girl made me climax and it was hers too. Anyway, it was a magical night and a pivotal moment for me. The reason he broke it off the last time was because he found out about it and he couldn't find it in his heart to forgive me. Meanwhile, majority of the time that we were together, he was sexting my coworker. Oof. I honestly don't regret anything, not the love I gave or the mistakes I've made. However, not sure I'll ever believe that what I did was wrong. After all, we were on a break. Teehee. Jokes aside, I do think Ross was so in the wrong. So that's my tea. So grateful for this epic journey of life and all the lessons we learn along the way. XOXO. Gossip girl. (laughs) Wait, did they actually put gossip girl? No, you just put one XO. Breaks, man. How do you feel breaks about breaks? Are, breaks are hard because like there's so many like technicalities involved. Yeah. I don't I don't believe in breaks. Me I think either. I think if we're gonna take a break, we're done. We're breaking up. Yeah, we're breaking up. You don't just like test the water of being broken up. That's right. just to me it's just a gray area of like neither of the people wanna like, you know, like uh, commit. what's the word? Yeah, commit. I was looking for the analogy, I couldn't think of it. My, sorry, my brain's not working right now, but Nobody yeah. wants to fully make the decision because they're scared. Right. And like, I understand space. I get like, yeah. hey, let's take a breather. Maybe like, let's not hang out for the next couple of weeks. Test, you know, just like me time. But to separate or like take a break and test being single is like a whole other story. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Because like, clearly you want to be single and both of you should honor that if you're down to do a break. Right. And like the thing is with taking like I've never done it I've never been on a break with someone I've been in a relationship with but I would assume or at least like this is how I would do it I would set a boundary before you separate be like okay if we're gonna do this and like we actually intend on the possibility of getting back together we need to have boundaries if you want the break to be uh worthwhile productive productive then there still needs to be a level of respect that happens throughout the break. It's not like all respect goes out the window because once it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You can't really get that shit back when it comes to respect and love. Okay, next one. It's titled Family Drama, My Family Hates My Marriage. Oh, no. Hi, y'all. Jumping right in. I invited a friend from my hometown to my new house so he could go to the bike park that's pretty local. We ended up hitting it off and started dating last June. He moved in with me. In July, this was due due to trauma and stuff in our hometown. We got engaged in July, but kept it a secret so that we could enjoy it. At the time, I didn't care about timelines and shit because we were friends in high school, so it's not like he was a total stranger. Mm. We announced our engagement in September, and it seemed that everyone was happy at the time. Come November, I invited my mom, grandmother, and bridesmaids to dress shop. During the appointment, nobody was excited for me. Nobody took any pictures. And everybody wanted me to walk away with no dress. Oh, my God. 
and it would have been fine had I not fell in love with the dress and said yes despite their protests. Afterwards, my bridesmaids told me that my grandmother and mom kept saying stuff like I'm rushing into things and that this is this is just my first marriage and need to get all of this out of the way. Oh my God. Interesting way to view marriage. So rightfully, I'm pissed. I no longer want an actual wedding and voice my thoughts to, to my then fiance. We decided to elope in December. At first, we were going to keep it a secret and still have the ceremony in September of this year. We decided to invite our close family and friends instead so they could be a part of it. However, the weather called for winter storms the day we originally planned, so we called everyone to tell them we had to cancel for safety, but we're going to go ahead and elope that day and send a video. Three days after the elopement, my mom blows up on me saying I eloped in spite and accused my husband of abusing me. My grandmother called me immature and a disappointment, and my uncle called me immature and childish. Fast forward, I find a new dress, decide to hold a small ceremony, and ask my mom for help. She refuses to help and always claims she's sick when I ask. My grandmother and I do not do not talk, but maybe once every three months. My dad's side of the family, except my nana, rest in peace, pretty much has disowned me, claiming I'm worthless. But my cousin, who did and sold drugs, was in and out of jail, is the golden child who can do no wrong. Wow. So yeah, my friends in, are my family at this point, as well as the as the family I'm starting with my husband. So no friend drama, but holy shit, the family drama is real. Insert love and affection for all, but seriously, love that you guys have created this to help a sister out. P.S. I attached my new dress so y'all can see how <gasps> utterly gorgeous it is. Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh, it's black, you guys. Oh my God, you look so, you're glowing. whimsical and underneath is like a nude kind of silky thing. And then there's black tulle on top of it. It's so multidimensional. Your veil is fucking stunning. Oh my God, you're so You look so perfect. Pretty. And I admire oh. your, your, the way you're pushing through just kind of all the hate around you right now. Yeah. Um. At first, I was going to ask, like, is your family, like, super traditional? But then you said that they praise a golden child for a past that's not traditional. Um, you know, no hate either way. I'm just trying to kind of understand your family, I guess. Right. Because, like, you hear that a lot, too. Like, the black sheep of the family and everybody turns because they're, like, they're kind of going against the grain of everybody else. And and you said, I think it was grandma or mom or someone or aunt said, um, oh, this is their, this will be her, fir- this will be her first marriage. Like, she just needs to get it out. Like, have they had multiple marriages like right how do they view marriage if they're able to call it a first marriage like shouldn't you only have one marriage like I don't know I'm I'm curious to see their value here but nonetheless it doesn't line up with yours and it happens and just because we're blood with these people it does not mean that we have to always agree with them and I'm proud of you for just sticking your ground following your heart and I wish you that absolute best and most happiness in this next chapter and you look fucking beautiful stunning and i'm so glad you see the the family and the one that you're making with your now husband and all of your friends around you because like it's 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 easy to find love around you if if you're not so like hyper focused on the bloodline part of it oh god yeah friends are the family you choose right okay this is going to be the last one today we are serving tea (laughs) I hope this is the right email because I love this idea for Monday's episode. Also love 
both of you. The dynamic you both bring to the table and how you level each other out in the most beautiful way is the reason you have so many OG listeners. Oh, Oh, thank you. Grab your popcorn, ladies and gents. This one's a doozy. I believe we'll all we've all been through at least once or twice with our friends. So my boyfriend, AJ, had this best friend since third grade. We'll call him Jack. AJ and Jack would get together a lot to play Dungeons and Dragons. So bringing it to current day, AJ and I have been dating for two years. And in that second year, Jack gets a girlfriend too. So Jack sets up a day where we all hang out and play Dungeons and Dragons together. It went great. And she was such a nice girl. We'll call her Addison. Since Addison and I hit it off so well after meeting, we started to become close friends and went shopping together or just hang out and smoked a little bit of the devil's lettuce at my apartment. <laughs> it was cool for a while there, but the things the thing about Jack is he has slash had some mental health issues that he never really acknowledged or got help for. All the relationships he ended up getting into ended disruptively. So it had been a few weeks since first meeting Addison, and I had noticed when she started being a little more MIA and closed off. So I'd asked my boyfriend if he's heard from Jack at all either. Usually when he says no, we would both have an idea of what that means. It wasn't until maybe two weeks after seeing them last that Addison hit me up and wanted to chill. This is when she broke down to me. She just cried and cried and told me about how bad it's gotten with him and how he's trying so hard to make it work because she's in love. So I was there for her. I just let her spill everything out and told her the things I felt she needed to hear at the time. After this happened, every time we hung out, she would always talk about him, which I don't care. I didn't care about at first because she was a couple years younger than me. So I knew what it's like to experience your first love slash heartbreak. Their relationship ended turning into one of those on again, off again things where they still hook up, but fought and broke up constantly. And yep, you guessed it. She would always tell me everything. It got to a point where I was relaying some of the information back to my boyfriend since he was such close friends with Jack. I wanted his opinion on what I should even do with the information she gave me, you know, because it would get a little emotional, emotionally abusive. And I wanted it to be over for the both of them. Jack, I guess, one day found out about Addison and I still being friends and hanging out together after they broke up. And he got so mad that he took it out on my boyfriend, just being so petty and ignoring him in front of all of their friends or making snide comments when he was leaving, like, quote, tell Addison I said hi. So, (laughs) right. So condescending. And when my boyfriend confronted him about it later in a text, Jack just blew up and was saying all of these mean, messed up things, pretty much ruining their entire 15 years of friendship in two single texts. It was rough. Jesus. I had met up with Addison like two more times after that had happened, and it was the same BS. Her talking about him, crying about how he treats her, crying about how she loves him, and thinks they should get back together. What? I ended up just having to ghost her because it was affecting my own relationship at the point since he lost his best friend, and it was all pretty much because of this girl and my friendship with her. I also just had to do it for myself because I realized, is this even considered a friendship if I never even get asked how I'm doing or talk about anything other than their relationship? I was really at a point in my life where cultivating good friendships was really a struggle and I would get blinded by feelings of just caring for someone and wanting them to be okay. My question is, does every 19-year-old girl go through a similar relationship like that? Because I swear I went through what that poor girl went through with Jack and I have a few friends who have also at that age 
LOL. Anywho, sorry for the long boy. It's been weighing on my mind. If I'm a bad person for ghosting in that situation and not telling her how I felt. Okay, love you. And all the listeners too, because you're a part of the reason the girls are doing this too. Oh, I love that. That was sweet. Um, I don't think you're a bad person. Like we said it before. I don't think ghosting is ever like the answer. But I also get like removing yourself from the situation. I think there could always be like a some kind of conversation one, kind of one last combo before it happens but yeah uh, i get it i mean it's yeah, ex- it's that mentally draining and exhausting to only be around someone who like only talks about their issues but doesn't do anything about them <laughs> right like how do you how are you not saying that you are constantly like you're in this cycle of complaining and crying and like being heartbroken yep but then not getting out of it yeah it's it's a weird situation because it's one thing to vent to your friend but are you just venting to get it off your chest or are you actually wanting to get advice yeah i don't think she wants the help i think when she was venting to you it was just purely for her to vent and that's valid too sometimes you just need to fucking vent but um it makes sense that you you had to separate yourself as for you saying you were like, is this every 19-year-old? I mean, I didn't go through I it, but it definitely is like a kind of a common yeah, early relationship thing. I just hope that they break that cycle because then that's right. where it becomes an issue in your adult relationships. But I don't know. That sucks. I, and it it sucks that now. It sucks because you care about the person too, but then you're like, right. I can only help you so much. Like, and it sucks that now AJ and Jack aren't friends. That was the weirdest of part of this. Why it, did he? It just sounds it like so bad. Yeah. It just sounds like Jack needs to get some help. Yeah. You and, know? I, and I hope he does. And sending love to Jack always. But uh, it does suck that it had to burden a friendship. That's when a toxicity in a relationship is one thing. But when it starts bleeding into all avenues of your life, like if anybody listening is in a situation like that, you, like you've really got to open your eyes and see like, right oh shit this is affecting more than just like me well thank you to everybody who sent in entries the the subject lines were getting me there's still some more in that in there so let us know if you guys want us to, to do, do a part, part two. two we did only give you guys like a few days to send it in because we right. did kind of think of this very last minute um but yeah thank you to everybody who sent something in for patreon let's keep it going over there if if you guys sent something in we didn't get to it through our email you can resend or now opening up um, another opportunity to send it in if you missed the the first round of emails and whatnot. But let us know what you're going through. Let us know if you want help with anything or if you just need to vent. That's that's why we're here. If you are listening on Spotify or Apple Music, rate us five stars and leave a review. A nice one, please. And then if you are watching on YouTube, subscribe and turn on post notifications and leave us comments because we also like reading those. Happy Labor Day, guys. If you have the day off today, enjoy every moment of not lifting a damn finger because you don't have to. You deserve it. You deserve it. And um, yeah, have a good week and we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.